This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, it's a lovely, well, not a lovely. Not Monday. so lovely. Not no. so lovely. But it, you know what? It's a, it's Monday. It's People not out and about. It's not snowing. Right. right. I've it's got shorts so on. You've got shorts on. It right. can't be that bad outside. Draft's not far away. You know, right. People are out and about. The world's opening up a little bit. So no complaints. Uh, a couple of uh, free agent notes uh, mm. of interest today. Uh, James Conner. Steel, former Steelers running back, going to visit the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and maybe when people listen to this, that'll be locked up. Who's to say? Could be. Let's stay there for a minute. Okay. With all respect to James Conner, Steeler fans, you want him to sign in Arizona. And you want him to sign for a little bit of money. The more the better. Yeah, more right. The, better. the more the better. Play like crazy and be their number one and have a great year and get you a comp pick. Get you a comp you're pick. You're getting with it. Right. You're with this. And the, uh, the other part of the equation is something you brought up when we were off the air. Arizona's less likely to draft a back then. I mean, yeah. they're one because they've of the, got Chase Edmonds, and he's a good player. He's a but, nice number two. They're going to add somebody, probably yeah. a size back that the Steelers would also be interested in. So I see five or six teams that are running back needy. Would they be less run? They would definitely be less running back needy if James signed. Yeah. So that's what you want. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're more inclined than if they sign Connor to wait until the third or fourth round to take a back. Yeah, I was thinking that'd be more their style. Yeah. You know, take a, even a fifth rounder, you know, Herbert or somebody like that. Because their leading rusher is still going to be Kyler Murray. I would imagine. I would imagine. I mean, right? that's... And they're going to play a lot of four wides. And, yeah. you know, so, no, I mean, that, that would be good for the Steelers. I mean, obviously it would be off the table to bring him back if the draft doesn't go as planned. But well, that would be the only fly in the ointment there because there's just not much there's left. There's not much else, right. If you don't get one of the top guys, we were talking about this off the air. I mean, if you don't get one of the top three, then you maybe got to, you know, Sermon would be okay, Stevenson would then, be okay. Then you almost have to double down at the position in this draft, I think. If they don't get a top if you, guy. If you, don't, if you miss on one of those top three guys, you almost have to do what the Packers did the a few years Jones ago. Here, yeah. And you take – they took three that year. They did. The seventh – I forget who the seventh yeah. rounder was. But, yeah, it, it was – And Williams was the first one. Jones was their second. And he was the better of the two. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think Williams was a third-round pick. Jones was a fifth – and then that they took right. another guy in the seventh round, mm-hmm. and Jones wound up being the best of the three. Yeah, and then you had another good point off air, too, and we've mentioned this a couple times, that you don't go running back even in round one, trade ups aside, trade downs aside. Then the second round, as soon as Najee falls, you better be calling to move up. And yeah. they're not real well equipped, unless they trade down in the first round, to trade up much this yeah. draft. You unless, you're, unless you're willing to give up some next-year picks. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's say, for example – you know, you get the extra comp pick for Connor. Well, then maybe you're a little more inclined sure. to move something else because you're going to have four comp picks. Are you going to use four? third for Bud. Yeah. Yeah. But still, would you like? You'd like to have that ammunition, though, if you, if you want to make a play for a quarterback Without next question. year. And in general, do you think Javante Williams, I mean, he'd be the one I would think would be the, in this case because Najee would probably fall. Um, you know, is he worth the Steelers second this year and a third next year? I don't yeah. know. That's what, yeah, that's in a nutshell, what it, I'm not sure if he's yeah. or not. It depends on how far. I was asked that question over the weekend because I wrote a piece saying the Steelers have to get one of those top three guys, mm-hmm. 
regardless of what the price is. Now, when I say regardless of what the price is, whether it be a first-round pick or if you do have to make that move up, yeah, you have to get two. you have to get one of those guys. You don't have one right now. I mean, maybe there's maybe they like Sermon better than we do. I mentioned Herbert. We mentioned Stevenson. I'm sure that there's more than three backs they like, but I would be shocked if any of them are franchise backs. Right, you know, the that's answer. the yeah. Sermon's the one maybe, but there's not a lot of experience there. There's an injury history. There's injury history, yeah. right? You just got rid of one guy with an injury history. You're mm-hmm. going to replace him with another, right? I mean, you really, and at that, you, a lot of teams are like that with left tackles. Yeah. You better you got to get him in the top twelve picks, you know. I mean, right. So it's not that bad a position to be in, considering the position that it is. You know, you can live with it um, if it's not ideal. But we've seen that, and that doesn't work so well. No, it doesn't. And and the you know the question is, I mean, your their second round pick right now is at fifty five. Uh-huh. Are you going to have to go up to thirty five? In which That's case, the then then you are Third's giving up, do then you are giving up, you know, multiple picks mm-hmm. uh, and a high one or is are you going to 45 that's a big there's a big difference there yeah and next year's third might get you to 45 but it's not going to get you to 35 no right and then you got trouble yeah um so i think to me again that's why you almost have to take that guy ideally for the steelers what you, what you want if you're a steeler fan is for Harris to be there at 24. Then it's just a no-brainer. I think so. I then think you, you just, just take, take it. it. Yeah. But if all three are there, as we often do, maybe move down a little and roll the dice a little bit. I mean, yeah. that's the ideal situation. I think it's quite possible. But um, as it stands right now, would you give up 24 for Harris? Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. just have the bird in the hand. You're happy with your guy. You upgraded. Good. You know, and then everything else falls into place from there. Right, and you then know? you just make your picks as they as they come. Yeah, right. The, the question then, you know, becomes: Well, if Harris goes at say eighteen or nineteen, well now so Jets in Miami yeah. are kind of looming. Now or, you're in a situation yeah. where okay, do you have to take that next back because, mm-hmm. or is is there a position uh, where somewhere else? Again, we mentioned Caleb Farley before uh, last week. Well, he did the he did the medical combine last week, and everything checked out. Sounds um, good, right? Yeah, everything came out of that sounding good. He's going to be ready for the start of training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, In a way, you'd almost want, like him to go, so you don't have to make that decision. Yeah, you don't want to have to make <laughs> right, that decision right. because talent-wise, I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> I mean, I wonder, we just talked about Arizona, if they sign Connor, can they pass on Farley? Boy, I don't think so. Right, right. I mean, yeah. like, there's a couple spots like that. And Indy maybe, that's why, they, maybe that's, that's why they're kicking the tires. Right. Maybe it's no coincidence here that, well, hey, Farley might be okay here for the start of training. Why don't we take care of that running back? We need? were thinking about Najee in the first round, but we're going to take Farley or Newsom or somebody yeah. like that and, and worry about it later, which is good for the Steelers, I think. Yeah, but it's it's all very interesting. There's sure again, uh, you know, you often say teams tell you what they what they think of their roster by they the do. moves that they make. The fact that the Steelers, the only move that they've made at the running back position is signing Kalen Balaj, who is not a lead runner. No. I really didn't like Bellage as a prospect, to be very honest, and I was very unimpressed with him early in his career. We haven't talked about him much. He was better last year for the Chargers than I expected. Yeah. So. And even at that, he averaged three point one yards a carry. Right. I mean, the numbers don't blow you away. They're not. But he was late. a short yardage he's guy. A short yardage yeah. guy. I mean, he. What I didn't like about him coming out of school was he had obvious traits. He's strong. He's fast. He's big. You know. Yeah. If you look at him on paper, you go, well, that's a pretty good running back. Absolutely. Or yeah. just look at his combine numbers. I'm like, yeah. So maybe the light's turning on of how to become a more nuanced runner and whatnot. 
But I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. Like, don't no, think the problem's no. solved. I mean, no. He may not make the team. Right. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, there's a chance. Here's the problem with that. You've already got a guy in Jalen Samuels who is learning to play the running back position at the yeah. NFL level. And Kalen Balaj is learning to play the, the, the running back position. Mm-hmm. Now, he's farther along in the process. And you're going to hand him the ball more than you right. would Samuels. You know, Samuels is a receiving back and yeah. kind of a failed experiment. But, yeah, there's just too many question marks at that running yeah. back position for the Steelers. Which, again, I like your idea of, okay, you punt running back on the first two days because it just didn't work out. So you take one in the fourth and sixth. Oh, and we could come up with names. Yeah. But then we got six dudes fighting for one ball in camp, yeah. and it's hard to get them the reps. And is anyone really going to stand out and take the job over? And they all have questions, even if the, the right. rookies come in and shine. That's messy. And then you You're take the ch- you take the chance that none of them are any and good. They might all be. Bumped. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. they might all be. You know, they, yeah. I mean, you're getting Aaron that, Jones. That whole idea that well, you can just get a back anywhere. We'll see. It's great until you don't have one, <laughs> and, and, and you need one. You, right. you 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 like oh well, you know this guy ran. You know I keep having James Robbins. The, the people who are proponents of this keep well. The Jaguars found James Robinson last year, and he was undrafted. Yeah, let me tell you. If the league thought that James Robinson was going to be James Robinson. Mm-hmm. He probably goes in the second round of the draft. Of course, year. of course. They missed on him. He's a small school guy. There's going to be someone in this class like that. And, and that doesn't mean that those guys are in it for the long term either. I bet the Jags draft the back this year too. Right. You know, because you don't know, because there's a reason why he wasn't yeah. highly, you know, he wasn't highly thought of. Don't be surprised when Kenneth Gainwell ends up in Jacksonville right. and somebody else. Right, right. He's catching passes, he's in there in third down, you know, right. They could yeah. draft Travis Etienne. They could. They had a ton of picks. Get right. Lawrence, and they, you know, yeah, give him, yeah. give him ATN. Here you go. Here's your, here's your Wooby from college. Yep. And <laughs> he's a fine story. He's a good player. He's a nice find. But I bet they don't look at him and say, "Oh, our running back problems are are you know, all taken care of," like yeah. you would when you draft Najee Harris. I also had somebody say, "Well, the Steelers, when you know, their last two times that they won the Super Bowl, uh, you know, it, it was, you know, Willie Parker was was the lead back, but they gave him money." Right, and that was a fine. That was a fine. Was a fine at all but after too. they found him, they paid him. They paid him. Right. He was he was one of the highest paid players on the team. Yeah, and for that, that second part. Super Bowl run, and again, they, he didn't last long. Man, I say he didn't last long either. You know, it was a, a great find. The situation helped him too. I mean, he's a good player. I'm not taking anything right. away from him. And, and there are examples of that. But the count on finding the diamond in the rough, yeah, that ain't good business. Again, we'll go back to the to the stats that that uh, four for four dot com came up with. Sixty-seven percent of your thousand-yard rushers since the year two thousand yeah. were first or second-round picks. Yeah. When you add the third round into that, it goes up to eighty percent. Right. Right. So yeah, you can find guys. And the hit rate's pretty good. There's not a lot of misses in there. There aren't a lot of. I mean, yeah. for every for every Richardson, Trent Richardson. Yeah. There are five guys who hit. Yeah. The like Zeke Leonard Spartan. Fournette was a hit. He's a hit. I mean, was he worth the first, fifth pick in the draft? Yeah. No. Probably not, yeah. But Richard Mendenhall was a hit. Right, 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 right. You know, exactly. the people, people saying that that wasn't a hit, no, that's not the case. Right. They I don't mean, go if, to a Super Bowl in 2010 without Richard Mendenhall. If Mendenhall or Fournette were a left tackle, they'd be one of the starters in the league. You'd be making $10 million a year. <laughs> you know right. I mean? Like, they're quality players. Are they, you know, superstar running backs? No, but they're... You know, it's a thousand getting, yard backs. Yeah, you're getting some mileage out. I mean, the Steelers right. haven't had a thousand yard back since 2017. Le'Veon Bell's last mm-hmm. year. They then tried to pay. Well, they paid Le'Veon Bell in 2017 on the on the franchise tag. 
They paid him again on the franchise tag in 2018. Well, they invested a lot. Of and they offered him a long, long-term contract both years. They tried to invest in the running back position. Mm-hmm. And they did. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and in the end, they probably made the right choice of not investing too much you know, at his age. Najee Harris as a route runner is a lot like Lev Bell. Yeah. I mean, they have different styles as runners, but he can split out wide and win on slant routes and receiver routes at 230 or whatever he weighs. I'm sure they see a lot of Bell usage, maybe not style, and Bell's a very unique ball carrier. But I bet they look at him and say, I remember when we had that, and that was nice. That was nice to have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I mean, right. especially again, Ben's going to get the ball quick. You, y- know. you go from uh, 2017, they were 21st in rushing. Mm-hmm. Not great. Not great. Not but great. competent in ru- right. running the ball. If, but if I recall, and that it wasn't like it is now where there's no threat. There's no, there's no threat <laughs> yeah, now. I mean, there's right. so much easier to play against now yeah. without any running game than being 21st. Because the last three years, they've been 29. 30s, 30 and or 31 or whatever, and 32. And they just stopped doing it. Yeah. You know, right. Or everyone crowds the line of scrimmage. You know, it's, it's no one's worried about the run game. Right. So, that, I mean, that's a problem. Uh, the other news of the day, Jadavian Clowney visiting the Browns again on Wednesday. I'm sure you agree with this, and I think you said it even before we were on the air. Steeler fans want him to sign. Absolutely. <laughs> big money, too. Yeah, go ahead and give Javian Clowney big money. Yep, yep, yep. What a mistake. <laughs> like, everything that the Browns have done well this offseason would be blown up. I'm going to be like, yeah, didn't you learn okay, anything? Now we're going to just ign- we're gonna ignore the uh, edge position here because we got Javian Clowney. Right, we got the problem solved. We took, we've signed Tack McKinley and Javian Clowney all set. <laughs> That'll be and they're perfect, probably right? gonna. They gave Tack McKinley four million dollars for that one year. That was odd too. It was early in the process. Too. So if I'm Jadavian Clowney, I'm going in there and going, well, I want ten at least. I want more than four. I want more than four. Yeah, right, I'm, right. I'm better no than doubt. that guy. And I bet he'll get it. I mean, whatever contract he signs is going to be for more than four. I don't know if you know Cleveland yeah. will sign him or not. And he's going to have spurts. He can be very disruptive. He's just not trustworthy. I mean, he's hurt all the time. He doesn't produce up to his contracts time and time again. If I were him, that's an ideal situation. You know, Garrett's on the other side. I could play 75% of the snaps. Looks like an up-and-coming team. I wouldn't have any interest in him if I were the Browns, though. He got a one-year $13 million deal last year. With Tennessee. From Tennessee. And produced... No sacks. No sacks. And constant injuries and issues and, right, um, takes plays off. And you watch his highlight tape, you'll say, wow. But if you watch every snap, you'll be like, man, this guy could be so much better. The problem is is the highlight tape is all from, like, six years ago. A lot of it. A lot of it. Right. He's 28 now. He's, sure. He's sure. had he's that mic- very injured. He's had that micro fracture surgery on his on his legs before even or his knee before he even came Coming into the league. league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, and he's yeah. constantly he's on, you know. It's questionable every week, and one of those type of guys, you know, got to hold them together with duct tape. I mean, he's made sixty-three million dollars in the NFL and never had a double-digit sack season. Wow! First being being the first overall pick and looking like the predator, and you know, yeah, yeah, he he would not change the balance power for me in Cleveland. No, I, I think that would be a, a step backwards, actually, because again, they probably then ignore the edge position, which is I th- it sets up well for them. What are they picking? Twenty-seven, right? Then they're twenty-five. I mean, I think they'll get one of the Miami dudes or Quiddy Pay or Owe or, you know, whoever it is. There'll be somebody there that fits the bill. I think that sets up really well for them. It'd be nice for them not to work that way because I think that's the best way to team build is use that first-round pick on an edge guy. Yeah. Instead, yeah. And instead they'll use it somewhere else. I, I saw um, Tony Grossi, who's covered the team for a long yeah, time, yeah. said, 
you know, if they make this signing of, of Clowney, now all of a sudden cornerback becomes yeah, the top priority. I guess. Linebacker's not great either. They don't seem to invest there. There's yeah. a team-building philosophy. Um, but they just, I mean, they signed two corners this offseason. They did. I don't, say, I don't know. And they, they drafted, and Greedy Williams is still there. I wouldn't count on Greedy Williams at this point, but still. Right. I mean, is he, he used a second round play? draft pick on him three years ago. He's still, yeah, he's still rather young. Um, as a Steeler fan, I would much rather they signed Jadavian Clowney than drafted Jalen Phillips. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure, Somebody who know. can actually line up and play, right? And it's cost effective because yeah. they're giving. If they sign Clowney, it's, first of all, it's a one year deal, mm-hmm. more than likely, and he's he can't play. No, no, he's really hard to count on. I mean, if it's a five million dollar deal, okay, take your risk. But he's not going to sign for that. No, no, he's not hurting for money. Yeah, again, $63 million, he's going to say, nah, I'll, I'll wait until somebody gets hurt. He's in that mercenary stage of his career, too. He's in, he'll be on a different team every year. Yeah, and can't play. Yeah, he's, he's hard to I, You know, we, we said this last year when he was a free agent. Like some, He was the, the, the most overrated guy. Yeah. He was on everybody's top ten list. Yep. He was on top ten list this year for some of them. Top 20 at the very least. Based on, I don't know Name what. Name value yeah. and draft pedigree. Right, right. I mean, I mean, in terms of production, no. I don't care where you were drafted. What have you done lately? And mm-hmm. if you look at his, you know, his 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 last good season was in 2017 when he had nine and a half sacks. That's a long time ago. That's a, that's a horribly long time ago right. in football years. Yeah, I mean, think about what the, that team looked like in 2017. J.J. Watt was at the height of his powers. Merciless was a really good player. Right. Clowney wasn't even the guy people were game planning around. Yeah, and he really never has been. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's. And he wouldn't be in Cleveland either. I mean, that's just he's a number two specialty type player. Plays a run pretty well. We can bump him inside. Well, that's fine. But I mean, I'd much rather invest in Jalen Phillips or somebody like that if yeah. I was Cleveland. Yeah. So uh, you know, Steeler fans should should hope that happens uh, mm-hmm. because that then messes up the Browns. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Especially you signed a big deal. You want Connor to sign a big deal, and you want Clowney to sign a big deal. Yeah, and you know if if that happens, then you you go from there. But uh, interesting that that teams would even be kicking the tires on. Maybe it goes to show that that maybe Cleveland's not as sold on this edge rushing class. It's not a great one. I would imagine that's how that works. You know, like. A.J. Bouye just signed in Jacksonville. And, yeah. you know, they've invested in corners and had a first-round corner last year. And when the, the thing that people don't realize about the draft process is, first of all, there aren't sleepers in the real world. Everyone, I mean, everyone right. in the league knows these people. And usually when we say a guy is rising or falling. He was already there. He was already there. <laughs> but the exception to that is, and every team's different, when coaches get involved – it changes. You know, yeah. like if you're if the media's getting all their info from scouts and those early drafts and even a couple of weeks after the regular season or Super Bowl, those are scout ranked information. And which the there wasn't as in, much of this year. Which there wasn't which is you know, yeah. less of a foundation than usual. And then the coaches get involved and coaches see the game a lot different than scouts. Right. You know? They I mean, I'm on the scouting side, so I'm a little prejudiced against the coaching staff, but they think they can coach up the toolsy guy, even if he's yeah. not a you know a, a great football player in general. I mean, I mean these are broad. Yeah. I strokes. mean, Daryl Drake was was he, he loved Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, he banged it. We got to get Deontay yep. Johnson. That's the guy. Yeah, and, um, and those guys have a better understanding than the scouts of 
man, I would love to be able to call this on third and five, but I don't have a Claypool type receiver. Well, they develop a relationship with the kid. Maybe, you mm-hmm. know, they went out and they visited with him. They clicked. Yeah. They said, yeah, look, yeah. this guy and I are, are really on the same page. I can't wait to work with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh, there's really, a lot of positive yeah. that comes from it, too. But the boards do change, and that's when the fights happen, too. And who's your top decision maker? I mean, if it's Mike, or if it's Kyle Shanahan, and he just says, I need somebody to be my joystick out on the field, and I'll you know just don't screw up what I send in. <laughs> That's great, you know, but it better work. Yeah, I mean that was the one thing I saw a story out of Boston um, last week where it said Belichick is going to maybe listen to his scouts a little more this year. Okay, you know uh, the, he's notoriously does not right. Or information they've gathering. they've screwed up the draft the last few years because it's been more of Belichick. Doing well, well, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to go get. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't worked out necessarily. And with all respect to Coach Belichick, who's obviously awesome at what he does, that's a lot on anyone's plate. Oh, absolutely. I you, mean, you're going straight from free agency where you're the you're the, the, the main talent evaluator. You're the guy meeting with the, these free agents mm-hmm. and judging, okay, we want to bring this guy in, we want to bring that guy in, to two weeks later you're doing a draft. Yeah. I mean, it's just an <laughs> awful lot on your plate. And he's not a young man anymore either. I mean, right. he's been – around the block and more than anybody supposedly he knows what they're having for lunch and who's sweeping the floor but it's why they've and, always know. they've always tended towards the alabama guys the rutger guys right the, right, right. Uh, the, the guys who he knows His the buddies. coach he knows the coaching staffs yeah himself and so well, i'll take a, you know this guy vouches for him i'll take him mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's where he should have gone see i i don't want to throw my my old employers under the bus either but when i was with the browns i'm sure people remember this a long time ago i'm old Butch Johnson or Butch Davis was our head coach, and there was a massive trend of only drafting what were then Big East players that they played against at Miami, the U, or dudes that grew up in Florida that he scouted. Right. So you're playing with a lesser deck. <laughs> you know, yeah. like everybody else is taking the whole country. College. Everyone else is playing from the whole. You yeah. Know, when in, and and we of course that that staff scouted everybody equally. But when it came down to turn the chip in, well, I I know this guy. I trust him. I'm going to lean towards him. Right. Yeah. And time's gone ba- past. I don't think I've ever told this story. But and I wasn't there. But many people told me when they left the, the their, their Gerard Warren class. Remember, he was like the fourth pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Everybody left the night before. I think they picked third or fourth. They knew who the first three picks were going to be, and they all agreed they were taking Richard Seymour. And they get up on the clock, and the director of pro scouting, the director of college scouting, were blown away that they turned in Gerard Warren. Like, we talked about this. And Butch comes in and says, well, I recruited Gerard. You know, I knew him well. You know, we, I know he had a little higher grade on Seymour, but I was, I, I was more comfortable with him because I knew him as a 16-year-old top prospect. And, like, well... <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Why did we have all those meetings and talk about Why this? Why did we fight about this yeah. for three hours last night? You know, right? So, oh well. I mean, and that that happens. I mean, no, that, you happens. know, uh, you know, this guy knows that guy who knows that guy, mm-hmm. and well, he's vouching for him. He says he's really good, and and a lot know. of wins there happen that way too. Yeah, especially a year like this when you have less information. That's right. stuff's super important, but you can't overvalue it either. It's like when Henry Ruggs runs a great forty. Don't give him credit twice. You already knew he was fast. Yeah, you knew he was. You already <laughs> right, knew that he could right. run. Yeah, I yeah. mean that, that's we, we could see that. I mean, yeah. So yeah, yeah. but a lot of that Got stuff taking issues. place now. Uh, teams are kind of huddling together to kind of start to finalize their draft boards. Um, in the next week or so, they'll start. At least I know the Steelers will start 
with their mock drafts and doing those mm-hmm. kind of things. That uh, that's when the director, or the the pro scouts come in too. The Rams really need this, and you know yeah. it's hard for Kevin or certainly you know Coach Tomlin or those guys to know team needs of thirty one teams and different cap situations and all that. So that's why I mentioned my Browns days. I was in charge of the NFC West, so when we'd kind of mock things out, hey Matt, who do you think the Cardinals might take here? Like. Oh boy! If there's a corner, they got to do it. You know, right? Yeah, you go to the special. But even at that, you're still guessing. Oh, you're still. I guessing. mean, you have a edu- you have a very educated guess. Right. You've I mean, seen what they every have. Snap and you, you know, right. But then they come back to. I don't know their evals. Their evals. Right. Right. Who do they have relationships with? That right. well, this guy's telling them that this kid, you know, they're not going to mm-hmm. take him because that or that. So there's always that kind of stuff. Or this guy has maybe this guy has some character stuff, but. We wouldn't take them, but they would. Yeah, and that's the beauty of a guy like Kevin Colbert. I mean, he knows what owners will let character stuff slide. You know, ownerships don't change much. You know, right. and it works against the Steelers in some ways, I'm sure too. Like we always talk about this. I mean, the Ravens know who the Steelers like, right? And the Steelers, and the know, Steelers the know who the Ravens like, right. yeah. And it's not like they're changing information. It's just I know how they scout. Yeah. I know what they'll go for. Tough. They value toughness more than this team does, or they're. They value speed more. Whatever it is, they know what they're after. And yeah. the owner won't tolerate a guy that does this, but he will tolerate this. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, you know, if 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 they reach for somebody, either they didn't know the information that you know about it. Mm-hmm. That's the other part of it. Like this year, in a year like this, um, how much? Like when when we had Lance Zierlein on mm-hmm. last week, and he's talking about Micah Parsons potentially falling because because of the hazing incident. In yeah. Penn State. Right. 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 I don't know how much that hurts the guy. I don't. I, don't I, I, I have no idea. That's the one you want a connection on. Yeah. You know, what really happened? Is he a change guy? And then you go to their head coach. And like uh, he wasn't here all year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I know you're vouching like for the kid, right, but what, what, right. what's he done in the last twelve months? Because you haven't been around him. He hasn't been here. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, I don't know what he's. Is he, I'm making a joke, but I don't mean to. Is he off hazing people, or is he working hard in that insulated incident? You know, I mean, you've been out of the loop for a year. It's such an odd year. It really is, and hopefully next year we're back into a more normal type situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to make things very interesting here uh, over the next couple of weeks as as this continues to to work itself out. And as we see uh, this week. Um, we mentioned this last week, both Justin Fields and Trey Lance yeah, having a second workout. Someone's telling them we with need the more 49ers, information. The 49ers are both going to be there now. They're gonna, all their, their, their yeah. head guys are going to be there. I don't know if it's going to change any decisions there. I, it, it shouldn't. You shouldn't make that trade if you're not sure who the guy is. Right. You, you made, the, you made the deal. You didn't right. just say, well, we're going to take one of these three guys. We're just not sure yet. Right. Uh, that can't be true. Because you might opinion. have gotten that guy sitting where you're at. Right. But I bet people are telling them, Hey, there's five other teams that aren't sure between you two because they have a lot of similarities. Right. You know, I mean, I could see they're wanting to be more tiebreakers, more information, want to be in the building with them one more time, and maybe you don't even care how he throws. You know, he's gonna throw well, but right. Let, let's be around him one more time. I, I got ten more questions yeah. I'd like to ask. And about, I wonder you know? too if if the 49ers move up, force Carolina's hand. With the Jets. Situation. Oh, I think that's the Darnold move. Yeah, yeah. that's why they made the move to, to trade for Sam Darnold. They well, I think the big part of it is because now everyone's get to four, yeah. and Atlanta's like, I'm not talking to you, right? You know, so now the best Carolina can do is get to five. Bengals don't traditionally trade out, so best I can get to is six. And Miami just traded into six, so they want to go anywhere, and so I'm going to settle for Darnold. Yeah, you know, at a discount rate and coach him up. 
Yep, that's kind of the situation there. But uh, that's going to do it for this segment of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. I want to say thanks for my partner, Matt Williamson. Uh, We also want to thank Jacob Recht for keeping us on the air throughout the conversation. And uh, we want to thank you for listening. I'm Dale Lally to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Back to the drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, I wanted to take a look uh, in this segment at a, a piece that uh, Chad Ryder put out uh, for NFL.com called The Ideal Two Top Picks, Top Two Picks for Every Team in the League. I'm not going to okay. agree with everything that yeah, he says. Yeah, right, here, but they're good talking points. But it gives you an idea of, like, if you're doing mock drafts yourself, mm-hmm. what are some of these other teams are looking for? I don't know that I'll necessarily agree with them, but again. The way I thought to, to kind of do this was. You get a better idea, you know, from a Steelers perspective, who are teams that have running back in their top two needs, maybe, right. or center. You know, like everybody can use a tackle, you know, right. but I mean, everybody can use a corner, but there's not a lot of teams in the center and running back market. Yeah. And we know, can count that as far. we go down through here. Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. So starting in the AFC, he has the Ravens here first because mm-hmm. it's alphabetical order. Oh, okay. Uh, so his ideal pick for them at 27 would be Kadarius Tony. That's fine. Everyone mocks Terrence Marshall there. Yeah. I think they more size the position than yeah. Tony, to be honest with you. With with Brown, I would agree with that. One, yeah, you know, but wide receivers in the ballpark. Yeah, and then at fifty-eight, how about this one, Hunter Long? Wow, I kind of understand that because they play so many multiple right. multiple tight end sets, and he's. He's different than Andrews. You know, he's the more yeah. in line guy. I bet they would like Long. Okay, I yeah. mean. That's an interesting take, though. I kind of agree with that one. Uh, for Buffalo, Ronnie Perkins at 30. Seems early for Ronnie Perkins, yeah. but I've often mocked an edge guy to them at the end. And at number 61, Elijah Molden. Okay. Yeah, I think corner's a need. Um, either somebody opposite White or a slot like Molden. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be a welcome pick at the end of the second round. Now, we're probably not going to agree with this one completely. Here's the Bengals. Right. At number five, Panay Sewell. Sure. Okay. That's, yeah. At number 38, Javante Williams at 38 to the Bengals. Right. They've got Joe Mixon. They, they cut Gio <laughs> Bernard, who, frankly, I wouldn't have any interest the in. Reason the reason they receiver, cut Gio, so. Gio Bernard is they like the, uh, the... The young guys better, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. And they're cheaper and they're, they have less wear and tear. I mean, they need everything, though. I mean, line... Or, Taking a second, taking a backup run. Javante Williams isn't going to. They just gave Joe Mixon money. Right. right, Big money. Big money. He's their guy. Yeah. They're not using a second round pick on Javante Williams. I'm not putting running back. If they did, they they should be trashed. Like, that would be a dumb move. They wouldn't be. Running back wouldn't be in their top five needs for me. No. I'd take another offensive lineman after taking Sewell before I take a running back. Right. 
let alone Absolutely. a tight end, another receiver, linebackers, <laughs> you know, right. On down the list. Uh, for the Browns, at number 26, he has Zayvon Collins. I suppose. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At number 59, Davian Nixon. Yeah, they're defensive tackle situations. They could use a defensive tackle. That's a little shaky. not a great pool to be fishing in, though. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, I, I could absolutely see two front seven players being their first two picks. Yeah. For the Broncos, at nine, he has Justin Fields. That would be ideal. I mean, I don't think – Yeah. We both have him as a number two quarterback on our boards. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know if that – I mean, if he lasts that far, they should – they should sprint to the podium. Yeah. I mean, if I were them, I'd be very interested in getting the five or six if he starts to fall, or Lance for that matter. Um, you keep hearing Washington can move up. I think New England will still be in that mix. So, sure, I mean, that, that's ideal. Uh, at number 40, Jamin Davis. Okay, yeah. I've often mocked uh, Micah Parsons there if they don't get a, a, a guy. Um, Fangio's defense – They've all you know, like in in Chicago. They they went and got Roquan Smith. He had Bowman and Willis in yeah. San Fran. He he really does covet an every down run and hit type linebacker. Uh, Houston. This is an interesting one because their picks are sixty seven and one hundred nine. Yeah. So you're digging a little bit deeper here. <laughs> Finding needs for them isn't hard though. No, it is not hard right. to do. So it in uh, at pick sixty seven in round three, he has them taking Rashad Weaver, the edge out of Pittsburgh. I guess that's fine. Uh, at number in the fourth round, at number one hundred nine, he has him taking Derek Barnes, the linebacker out of Purdue. I, mean, I, I can't argue with any of that. They're yeah. all so late down the, the draft, and I don't know if either one of those guys is available. I don't know if that's too early for them. Based seems on seems like the neighborhood, yeah, but yeah, seems about about right. And they should just take best player available, no matter what position. Yeah, it is. even if it's a quarterback. You know, they, they need a quarterback, <laughs> right? Uh, the Colts at twenty one take Samuel Cosme. I could agree with that. The Colts at 54, which would be the pick right before the Steelers, take Kelvin Joseph. I agree with that, too. They yeah. like corners with length. They could bring him along slow. Uh, I think an edge rusher would also be in that mix. I yeah. think there's three distinct needs for Indy. Uh, the Jaguars at number one, Trevor Lawrence. No, right. no real surprise here. Now, they have a second first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. He says that their ideal pick will be Alex Leatherwood. I don't agree with that. I don't really agree with that either. I've seen Mooring often mock there. I could even see Barmore, you know, like the the, the best player at some of a, at a sort of weaker position. I mean, their left tackle is – he's working on the franchise tag, but yeah. I'm not sure Leatherwood's a plug-and-play left tackle. Like, yeah. if I, I don't think he is at all. the future, yeah. that would be the offensive line route I would go. Yeah. Which leads me – because the next team on here is the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. At 31, he has them taking Elijah Vera Tucker. Why wouldn't yeah, they cause me? Why wouldn't Jacksonville take Elijah Vera Tucker? Exactly. 25. Right, right, right. If you're gonna take Leatherwood, take Vera Tucker. Yeah, because they Tucker's both might not, be guards. And he's not gonna last at 31. No, no, no chance. He has he has the Chiefs doubling down on the offensive line. He has them taking mm. two two offensive linemen: Elijah Vera Tucker at 31, Quinn Miners at 63. They signed a center, Blythe, and they have guards. He could guards. be a guard, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's... Yeah, so could Miners. They could both be guards, for that it, matter. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it wouldn't blow me away if that team took Kadarius Tony or Elijah Moore yeah. or even, like, um, the other Moore from Purdue in the second round. Yeah. They know what how their bread's buttered, uh, and the, you know, guys like Demarcus Robinson are going to be playing a lot of snaps for them. That's not how they're built. Right. Uh, for the Raiders, 
Number 17 overall, they take Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, uh, in the second round, at 48, they take Javon Holland. Yeah. I mean, they're not hurting for needs either, especially on defense. They just re-signed uh, – uh, Joseph resigned. Joseph, yeah. Yeah, I guess the Steelers kicked the tires on him yeah. a little bit. So they've got Abraham, They've got, and they'll have Joseph. All three of them are kind of more strong than Freeze. Yeah. I like Holland the best of all of them, though. Yeah. I mean, without question. But they could use everything. The Chargers, at 13, take Devontae Smith. That would be nice. It'd be hard to pass up one of those top three receivers. And then at 47, they take Dylan Raddins. Wow. That'd be nice, too. Yeah, I don't know if Raddins lasts that long. I don't long. know if he lasts that long, either, but... They're in a good position. Like, why would the Chiefs not take a guy like Dylan Raddins? Why would they take a second? Right. No, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Right. I, know, I, I think they could go tackle. I think another receiver would certainly make sense. Um, maybe even Fryermuth in the second round for them. And I think corners on the board for Raddins is an interesting – I mentioned this to you a few weeks ago. I was looking on Pro Football Focus's um, – they have snap counts for each guy at every position. Yeah, right, right, right. And I noticed on there that Raddins had taken a couple of snaps in his career at center. Supposedly very smart. Supposedly very smart. And Greg Cosell either. last week brought up the fact that he thinks Raddins could be a center. That was the first I heard it, right. That's interesting. I mean, from a Steeler perspective. Right. Even. That adds another guy to that mix who, again, if you're, okay, we're just going to put our best five out there, mm-hmm. and if Raddins is that guy and he's your center – or he's a tackle. Or he's a tackle. Right. I mean, Which they, one is it? They be, they need both. Right. And, and one less roster spot and one less you know, active guy on game day and all that. But it takes some getting used to him, sure, yeah. for him. I mean, you can't you can't draft a guy like that and be like, why don't you work on center on the side while you try to be a left tackle in the NFL? Right. You know, it would be, we want you to be a center knowing you can still play tackle. You yeah. Know, I mean, the like Steelers that. did that with Dermonte Dawson. Yeah, right, right. His right. first year, he played guard next to Mike Webster. The next year, he took over as the center. People forget they drafted Chuck Lands on that ahead of him, right? Right, yeah. yeah I mean, they were two, second and third round. I can't remember who went first. Demo- Dawson was the second. Okay, and Lands was the third. Was the third yeah. so they took two centers in a row, knowing one's good, with Webby on the roster. Right. Right. They kind of like centers around here. They do, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, the Dolphins at six take Jamar Chase. I'm fine with that. I do have some questions. Is it worth taking any of these receivers in the top ten? They're great players. Chase is my favorite. There's just so many. There's so many. You're right. Yeah. I mean, they could get Bateman with their second first round pick, or you know, they take uh, with that second first round pick that you mentioned at eighteen, Jalen Phillips. Hmm. I really like Phillips, but they could go for a linebacker. Yeah. Their O line didn't get fixed. No. I mean, no. That could be Penny Sewell and Bateman. You know. Uh, the Patriots at fifteen take Jalen Waddle. Yeah. At 46, they take Tyson Campbell. Boy, I'd be hesitant. I mean, I love Waddle, but how many times they can go to the well on for early receivers, though? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know that a pure speed guy like that is what they That's need. That's what I was sitting here thinking, too. Originally, I'm thinking, boy, Waddle at 15 is great. They're, they run the ball so much. He could be the take the top off, keep people out of the box. But are they ever going to complete the deep one, too? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Otherwise, he's just getting a lot of sprinting practice. Yeah, out. he's just running go, you know, sprint, you know, running gassers. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. I don't. Those would be the worst <laughs> moves of the, of the offseason, by the way. You'd rather have Juju they gave for both of those million. guys money, right. money. Yeah, I mean, Juju's worth eight million, and they're worth more than that. People I mean, in Philadelphia like, are giggling over the fact that Belichick signed Nelson Aguilar. Right, and he was okay for the. I mean, the Raiders used him better than Philly did and yeah. sent him deep more. But he's a three. 
Yeah. Ugh. I agree. Uh, the Jets. At, at, number t- at number two, take Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. At number 23, take Najee Harris. They scare me a little. That's the that's the that's the second back taken now. Mm-hmm. That's the first one taken before the Steelers. Pick. Right, he'd be the one. That, that's that's a, a, a certainly a pothole that Najee Harris could fall on. However, Joe Douglas is all about lines. You know, like I, I, when they were considering keeping Darnold, I think they were taking Sewell. You know, like he drafted Mackay Becton in the first round last year, and you got to remember their new head coach is Robert Sala. Came and from the 49ers. D-line, you know, rush for Bosa, Buckner, you know, and they have Williams in place, and they drafted Lawson. I bet they would jump all over Ojolari or Phillips or Pay or, you know, that's just how they're built. Running back I don't think is going to be a first-round pick for the Jets, but it's a spot where Harris could fall. Absolutely. Well, finally to the Steelers. At 24, he has them taking Creed Humphrey. Who we both like, but I don't think I'm using the 24th pick on. He would like when I put together my 24 the last time. He was I, in it, right? I, he was he was on it the first time at 24. Mm. The last time I didn't put him on there because I there were some other just missed. Yeah, he just he was like my guy that just mm-hmm. missed the cut. I just don't see them taking. Especially, you know, there's so many centers in this draft. There are way the more centers. centers. Yeah, there are way love more the centers center. available than there are running backs. Agreed, agreed. And as deep as the linebacker class is. I wouldn't take him over Jamin Davis or right. Zayn Collins. Or, Who were still I mean? available. They were still available, yeah. right. Again, Creed Humphrey would be a great stealer. I, I, he might be the next great center here, but I don't know if that's good business at 24. Then at 55, he has them taking, and this is where he, I, I really disagree, uh, Joseph Asai. Who's a great prospect. I think he'll go in that neighborhood. I mean, he may not even be there at that stage. Their second pick's not going to be an edge guy. I just don't see it. No. I'm sorry. I don't see them after using a third-round pick last year on Alex Highsmith mm-hmm. doubling down and t- using another premium pick on an edge rusher. I mean, hypothetically, they they think Creed Humphrey is the next Armani Doss, and they take him at 24. Fair enough. All the running backs are gone in the second round. Fair enough. They'd take a linebacker. Take an They'd inside take a linebacker. Yeah. Take, you know, a tackle, it, it, yeah. It, it wouldn't be an edge guy. Yeah. The Titans at 22 take Rashad Bateman. I think that's very possible. That would that would make some sense. That absolutely would. He's easily. I don't know if we've had this conversation. He's easily my fourth. He's number four. Yeah. yeah, clearly yeah. in my opinion. Uh, in the second round at fifty three, they take Aleem McNeil, the defensive tackle at NC State. Mm, that's fine. Good player. Yeah, good player. Yeah. Uh, on to the NFC. Now we had two running backs taken in the AFC. Yeah, ATN was a Jet, huh? Or ha- no. Harris was a Jet. Harris was a Jet. And Javante Williams. Javante, Javante Williams in the second round to the Bengals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one center, which uh-huh. the Steelers took. Um, and that was the only true se- – well, somebody took Miners. It's 63, though. He yeah, would yeah. he would have been available to the Steelers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so he has the Cardinals taking Greg Newsom at 16. Their corner situation is problematic. And Elijah Moore at 49. I can see that, too. I mean, yeah. I think they want to get back to four wide, and, you know, they, they don't have somebody like him. Uh, the Falcons, who would be a running back. They're possibly. definitely a running back, but then it won't take one in the first round. At four, they take Kyle Pitts. That's what I would do. Yeah. I think they're going to trade out. At, at uh, 35, they take Jason Owa. They can, uh, the thing about the Falcons, which is, again, good for the Steelers, their running back need is maybe as as dire as Pittsburgh's, but they're not going to take one at four, and they'd have to trade back to 20 to even consider it probably. And they yeah. have so many defensive needs. That if they stick at four and take, 
it, that would have to be their pits or a quarterback to me. Right. Then they can't go offense with the second pick. They just can't. Right. Yeah. You can't I mean, go now pits you pits and then completely errors. ignored your defense. You got to win fifty to fifty-two. You know. <laughs> uh, the Panthers at number eight take Rashawn Slater. That's a, a very possible one. I think Sewell or Slater could definitely yeah. fall there. At thirty-nine, they take Pat Fryermuth. Another good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite one yet. I think that's. How about this one? At twenty, the Bears okay. take Trey Lance. He's never going. I don't see Trey Lance lasting to twenty. No way. No way. At fifty-two, they take Richie Grant. Yeah. They could use everything on offense too. I just don't. See, I don't see them getting Trey Lance at twenty. Now no, maybe they trade matter. up and get him. Maybe. Then they would have a second. Then they would have the second round pick. Uh, the Cowboys at ten take Patrick Sertain. That's the chalk pick. Yeah. At forty-four, they take Jalen Mayfield. That's fine. I mean, you can make. People give Jerry Jones a hard time, and he's obviously a big personality. They've drafted very well under him. You know, yeah. there's a there's they a th- love their linemen. There's also the the feeling that they spend a lot of money. They don't. They don't. They there's don't. massive misconceptions yeah. about that team. And oh, by the way, <laughs> you should probably win a little more with the drafts they've had. And not only did they find Dak Prescott in what the fourth or fifth round, they found a borderline Hall of Famer in Tony Romo as an undrafted guy. Yeah. And they won nothing with those two. Won like nothing. that's crazy. But they the rosters are always good. They draft well, and they draft linemen. They draft offensive linemen high. Uh, the Lions at seven take Micah Parsons. Yeah, it's a little early for me considering everything they need. But yeah. I bet Spielman and the knee biters like that. Like, <laughs> like that pick. And then at forty one, they take Asante Samuel Jr. Sure. Two defensive guys would make a lot of sense as would a receiver. How about this one at twenty nine? The Packers. Get Caleb Farley. Wow, I can't imagine he falls that far. I can't imagine but that's that a either. perfect team. Yeah, I mean, how could they pass on him? Yeah, you can't. They, I you don't can't. know how Indy passes on him. I right. don't know how Tennessee passes on him. Well, well, like Cleveland would pass on him. Right. I mean, th- those playoff teams that aren't worried about losing their jobs. That even if he red shirts for a whole year, I don't think the Ravens would pass. The way the Ravens value cornerbacks, right. he's exactly what they want. Yeah. Right. And the Steelers might be the same way. Like. We just can't pass on. Pa- can't right, pass. Right. Yeah, it's too good. Um, you know, top twelve talent that right falls it into your lap. Might be a while till we get him, but when we get him, we'll be really happy about it. Uh, it in the second round at sixty two, he has him taking Brady Christensen. Who was that again? I'm the sorry, offensive tackle from BYU. No, what team? Uh, the Packers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could make sense. Their O line needs a little bit of attention. Be um, two years in a row, not giving Eric Rodgers a receiver. Yeah. Uh, the Rams, who don't have a first-round pick. So, 57, they take Aaron Robinson at a UCF. Yeah, they lost a corner to uh, – or they lost a – Two corners. They lost two corners, yeah. right. Uh, in round three at 88, they take Milton Williams. That's their style. That would be two really athletic Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Learn a little bit from AD, you know, cycle you in, maybe play some defensive end. Yeah. They're another team that could really use everything. Yeah. They pick them late. Uh, the Vikings at 14 take Christian Derrissaw. Mm-hmm. Guards the bigger need, but don't yeah. just kick somebody in or figure it out. Yeah, it's seventy-eight. They don't have a third round or second round pick. They take Kyle Trask. I guess that's a decent landing spot, and it has a similar profile to Cousins. Not a super high ceiling, but yeah. I guess I can buy that. It's a third round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the Saints at twenty-eight take. I might, I might rather have Kyle Trask for third round money than Kirk Cousins for thirty million. Okay, okay here's where we go off the rails. Okay. <laughs> 
Really off the roof. Okay, so at 28, he has the Saints taking Eric Stokes. Now, we just went through to the, right. the Packers at 29 took Caleb Farley. Took Farley. Why in the world wouldn't you take Farley if he's checked out medically, if you're the Saints at 28? Of course he's better. Over than Eric Stokes. Stokes. My only argument against you on that is the Saints are all about win now. They might say, not right I can't now. Wait they're not. Guy. I mean, just historically, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they maxed out their credit cards again. I don't think they care about the future because their next pick at sixty in the in the second round is Davis Mills. Oh wow! You think he could go that high? I think he, I bet he's off the board at that. People point. were talking about him as, as sneaking into the end of the first round a lot. The only way that happens is if Tampa takes with thirty-two. Or unless Maybe the Saints, the Saints take him because right. they, they they feel like hey we got to get a quarterback because mm-hmm. they don't have one right now. I'm not sure if Davis Mills is there in the second round when the Steelers pick. I, that's fine because I don't, I don't think the Steelers are taking him. No, no, I think you want him <laughs> to go, but I, I like him. Yeah, I just I you know interesting. Uh, the Giants at eleven take Quiddy Pay. Yes. The Giants at forty two take Levi Omozerike. That's not their style of defensive tackle at all. Yeah. They went the hog mollies. Right. You know, they don't want he the is not that. Guys. No. And that would be neglecting the O-line. Correct. You know, which I don't know if they'll do. Uh, the Eagles at 12 take J.C. Horn. Sure. Okay. Put him opposite Slay and play a lot of man coverage. And sure. Yeah. They go a lot of directions. At 37, they then take Terrace Marshall. That'll be fine. I mean, he's a lot different than Rager. Um... The, the 49ers at three take Mac Jones. I think that's going to happen. Yeah. We can say whatever we want about it, but yeah. In round two at pick 43, they take uh, uh, Carlos Basham. And he's their style. Yeah. I mean, again, the, the, that defense is built of the Robert Sala conversation. We still haven't seen Travis Etienne anywhere on here, by the way. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks at uh, 56. They don't have a first round. So they don't have a pick until after the Steelers pick. So it doesn't matter what they doesn't pick. Matter what they're doing. Uh, but they take uh, Malafawanu, the cornerback out of Syracuse. They love the huge corners. He like They yeah, like yeah, the big yeah. ones. They have, they have long arms. And then at in the round four, because they don't have a third round pick, they take Austin Watkins out of UAB, the wide receiver. So what pick is that? Does it happen to be on there? 129. They have two picks in the first 129. Yeah. But hey, they got a safety. I mean, they, got, they got a safety that doesn't cover anybody. So that's they got, they got that <laughs> right, going for right, them. Right. Who's really an edge? They're such an odd team building <laughs> team. Wow. Okay, Tampa Bay doesn't take Travis. Etienne. Real quick, I mean, just think of the NFC West. I mean, with the Niners trade, the Rams are going to go what seven years without a first round pick. Yeah. Seattle rarely has one. Like, there's no there's Arizona's no the only team that's yeah. coming in there, right? Uh, Tampa Bay at 32 takes Gregory Rousseau. Sure. I mean, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It's 64. Tampa Bay takes Michael Carter. I can see that. They, I thought they would sign White, uh, James White. And I think they will be in the okay, here's that the, conversation. He has nobody taking Travis Etienne in the first two rounds Wow. with their first two picks. I just got through the whole thing. Here. Yeah. I mean, I bet there's other topics. Because I've, I've never got, heard Christian Barmore's name. Right. I got the, I'm at Washington here. He has Washington at 19 taking Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa. That would make some sense. Okay. At 51, he has him taking Liam Eikenberg. That would, I would bet they'd take that draft in a heartbeat. Nobody took. Take a room together, too. Nobody took ATN. Nobody took Barmore. Nobody. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, there was some. Th- there was a lot of things I agreed with. There's a lot of things that I didn't agree with. The. Um, <laughs> Maybe they're not the top 64 players. You know what I mean? Like, 
Again, the, some of the teams don't Miami have the yeah. Jets have some of the teams don't have high first round. But you got seconds and, you know, ATN right. is not getting past the through the first two rounds. No, but the Jets might take them at the end of or at the beginning of round two, or Miami could take them at the beginning of round two. But they already had two picks in this already. I'm making excuses. Uh, I'm making excuses. I, I get it. Right. I don't see it. So who has running back needs? Let's go. Let's buzz through the league super quick. Who could take a running back in the top two rounds? New England? No. No. When you, I'll just go down the list here. Baltimore? Right. No. No. Buffalo? Maybe. Maybe, but I don't think I'm gonna so. I'm going to give him a half. I don't think so. I don't either. Bengals? No. No. Browns? No. No. Broncos? Half. Melvin Gordon's not long for this world. Texans? I would hope not. I don't see it. And they don't have an early pick anyway. Yeah. Colts? No. no. They don't have any room on the roster. Jaguars, maybe. Maybe, but I bet it's more of a receiving back, like yeah. ATN. I mean, if you're going to get Lawrence, ATN. Yeah. Okay. That I don't think sense. they'll take Harris or Williams, though. Uh, Chiefs? No. Raiders? No. No. <laughs> Chargers? Probably not. No, they just paid. Yeah. yeah, probably not. Dolphins? Yeah. Okay. That's the first real one. And yeah. I got two halves here. Patriots? I don't think so. No, they've they've used high draft picks on right. two of the guys on their roster. Right. Jets. Yes. Steelers. Right now, P. Ryan's probably their best guy. Yeah. Steelers. Yes. Yes. That's three real ones. Titans. No. No. Cardinals. At this point, yes. right now, yes. Yes. Falcons. Yes. Yes. But their draft doesn't set up great for it. Panthers. No. No. Bears. No. No, but a maybe in no, a second round. They get Cohen back. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much faith you put in him. Cowboys, no. Like, I bet the – a couple of these teams, I bet they – that's where Herbert ends up in the fourth round. Yeah. You know, like the Bears, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Cowboys, no. Lions, no. No, no. Packers? No. They just gave Darren Jones big money and drafted yeah. Dylan. Yeah. Rams? No. No. Vikings, no. No. Saints, No. No, they they kept with Murray, which was a shock. Yeah. Giants, no, no. Giants would be another fourth round Barkley yeah. backup guy. Eagles, no, no. Forty ers probably not, but they don't have the draft picks anyway. So yeah, they just traded them all. Seahawks aren't in the first round. No, they pay, they tra- paid yeah. Carson. Tampa Bay, maybe. Mm-hmm. But a receiver, yeah, a, a Brady friendly guy. And Washington, doubt it. Gibson's yeah. the guy, right? So we came up with four or five. Needs, but those some of those teams were Miami, which I'm not sure I put them in their top two or three needs. Right. The Jets, I would not put them in their top two or three needs. Atlanta, I would not put them in their top two or three needs. So, in terms of where they're on in your pecking order versus how bad you need them, the Steelers might be number one on the list. They very well may be. Yeah. Right. I mean the the team, and what I mean by that is the team most likely to invest a premium pick considering what else they have and all that. And the yeah. status of their quarterback, and you know. I agree. Yeah. But you can still get shut out on those three easily. Yeah, I mean, somebody easily. could, the, the value could, that could be where the value's at for those teams. Mm-hmm. But it's not, the Bengals aren't taking a running back in the first two rounds. No way. It's not happening. No way. Not I happening. mean, Mike Brown would roll over after Kenny <laughs> Right. Give me, give me a What we give that guy all the money for if we're going to take this right, guy in the right, second right, round? Right, And they like their young guys, as you mentioned, and they need linebackers and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, no way. Anyways, he is uh, Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You've been listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to thank uh, Jacob Reck for keeping us on the air throughout the course of the show. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Here we go, Steelers! Here we go!
This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, it is Mock Draft time here. Yeah, on let's do Mock it. Draft Monday. Mock Draft Monday. We've we only got a couple of these. of these left, yeah. Two more. This one next Monday, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh, today we're using the Pro Football Focus. Fair enough. Cool. .com drafter because I like their interactive mm-hmm. bet a little bit better. Are you mixing in the uh, consensus stuff? I went more heavier towards the consensus, yes. Okay, because I don't want to cheat and get easy running back. Right. Okay, so our pick is up. Um, the guys taken right ahead of us at uh, 19 was Quiddy Pay to the Washington, Gregory Rousseau to uh, 20 great. to Chicago, Terrace Marshall to the Colts. Perfect. Uh, excuse me, Trevon Moring to the also Titans. Great. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Phillips to the Jets. All the right people are falling. We are on the clock. Um, let me just take a look here. I believe. Okay. So Trav- we're gonna Travis ATN, Javante Williams, and Najee Harris, all available. Okay. Also available. Um, I think that's very real- realistic. Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa. I like him a lot. I like him a lot, but I don't know that he fits well with Bush. No, right, right, right. That's Boy, the, they'd be fast, but they'd be little. Yeah, they'd be small. Rashad Bateman. Nice Great player, player but yeah. not, not, a, not a huge need. Greg Newsom. That would be nice. Um, you're looking at uh, Jason Jason Owa, Aziz Ojolari. I'm sure all the centers are there. Tevin Jenkins available. Jenkins is a really good player. Um, Zayvon Collins available. I mean, there's a lot of guys there that mm-hmm. we would take at that at that spot. Najee still would be my pick. Over we do all have those. a trade back option. That would be very much of interest. It is with Tampa Bay. That see, that's the neighborhood I want to be in. To be honest, it's funny you mention this because. If I could trade to anywhere in the first round knowing that all three running backs are there, it would be to 32 because I'll get the You're getting most. in ahead of the, the second round yes. guys that, that might go running back. I still have the fifth-year option, which I think might be important for a running back because I don't know if I want to sign and pass that. Right. Uh, that's the team I'd love to trade with. Well, you want to see what we can— I think you can get their second. I, let's try 32-64 for 24. Yeah. Let's see if we can get them to sweeten the pot just a little bit with one of next year's picks. Like a fifth. Yeah, let's see if we can get them to toss it. Let's try a four just, All right. to, just to see. Because they're the champs. And it's You're late. the champs, yeah. You want you got somebody you want to come up and get. I'm trying to win now. Let's see what you got. Because 64 doesn't have a ton of value. No, they I declined mean, it. Does it. Us. They did? Yeah. Let's, uh, how about uh, 32 and 64? Let's bump it back. Uh, see if we'll do it for a fifth-round pick. No. Okay. okay, that's fine. That's fine. I would that's, do thirty-two. And that's 64. not a killer for us. We can do. We, yeah, we can do those. Especially two. with three backs on the on the board. They, ex- they accepted that. Good. Okay. Who'd they take? I'm just. Uh, let me get resume the draft, and they took. Maybe an edge guy. They were falling like crazy. Yeah, they took Zayvon Collins. Wow, they have linebackers, but. Well, but how much longer? He's is, a lot different than the guys they have. He is, and right. how much longer is? Uh, um, they just gave him money, but how much longer is he going to play? Yeah. Yeah, David, Levante David. Yeah. And three of them could be in the field at once. Too. Yeah, and you could play Collins outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, in that. Um, okay, so we're back up, and let's see if all three running backs are available. Well, we can run through the picture after. Okay. So Zayvon Collins went uh, to the Tampa. Uh, Cosme went to Jaguars. 
Makes sense. Kadarius Tony to the Browns. Hmm. Interesting. I don't see them going that direction, but another weapon wouldn't kill him. Rondell Moore to the Ravens. Wow, that's early. Yeah. Travis Etienne goes to the Saints, which would be weird. That's very weird. Pat Fryermuth goes to Green Bay. Okay. Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa goes to the Bills. Boy, that's a, quite the linebacker crew. And Jason Oa to Kansas City. Let's just take Najee. Tevin Jenkins was still on the board there, and Kansas yeah. City passed on him. Someone took Cosme over him, too. Yeah. Um, we do have a couple of trade offers. Buffalo's on the phone. They don't have their – no. And they're both they're both later picks. Yeah, I think we take 60. our back now. Because, yeah. We're happy, and we got the gravy on top at that 64th pick, and all's well. We take Najee Harris. That's the guy I would have taken the 24. Right. Now we take got him, him anyways. Yeah, 32 is a great spot. Now we're rolling down to 55. Uh, by the way, Javante Williams went at 53. So good. I think that's. I, I don't think he's going to get to 55. No, I don't think so either. I'm glad that happened because we're back up here. How about this? Rashad Bateman's still on the board. Wow, he would have to have your highest grade. Yeah, I mean that's Juju going to be back next year. <laughs> he's picked up an extra pick. I don't think he can do it. Though. I don't think he can do it either. Elijah Moore also still on the board. Like I like those two a lot. I like those two. They might be my fourth and fifth receiver yeah. in this draft. Uh, Walker Little available. I'm interested. Dylan Radden's available. Interested. Jabril Cox available. Nah, I'd take those two over Cox. Elijah Molden. Good player. Quinn Miners. I like him a lot. Liam Eikenberg. Uh, Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis would be hard to Kendrick Green. Um, you got... Uh, a lot of the centers must have went, though. Well, let me see here. Let's go look at the... Because they it's their ranking, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Miners, Kendrick Green, um, those are the top two guys available. See, this comes down to me. There's a lot of tackles I like there of Miners versus Jamin Davis. I mean, Davis is really, really hard to pass. Well, remember, we got another pick coming up at 64 because we made that trade. I know. So and which I is wish your? There was a couple centers on the board. Yeah, and I'd just say because there's Jamie just Davis. two right now. Right. And so you say, okay, if I pass on center here. The Ravens could take a center. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else would be behind us? Uh, Seattle. Could. Could. The Rams. I mean, all those teams could take Jamin Davis. Yeah. Too. Right. Uh, the Saints, no. Buffalo. Doubtful. Green Bay could. Green Bay definitely could. Yeah. So I think maybe you have to go center here. Yeah. Although I think Davis is the superior prospect, but... You hope that you know you, you get somebody, he, him or somebody of his nature, or his, there's more. There's it's deeper. Yeah, the, 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 the pond is deeper there. Yeah, I think we go center. Okay, Quinn Miners is the pick, and we're back up on the clock. Uh, the picks after us were Patrick Johnson at 56 oh. to Seattle, okay. which would make sense because they think outside. You know. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of move. Yeah. But he's an edge. They could use an edge. Oh yeah, without question. Uh, Elijah Moore goes at 57 to uh, the Rams. Yeah. Bateman goes to the Ravens. No, oh, they do cartwheels to get Bateman. The they took round. receiver, receiver. Yeah, I guess they did. Huh? <laughs> wow. Aleem McNeil goes to the Browns. Hmm. Uh, Kyle Trask to the Saints. I suppose that is understandable. Jay Tefele to the uh, Bills. Richie Grant goes to uh, the Packers. And Walker Little goes to the Chiefs. So we have Jamin Davis. That means so Jamin Davis is staring us there in the face, or you get the offensive tackles. You get Raddins, Eichenberg. Is. We got to take Davis. <laughs> I feel like it's cheating a little, but people follow every year, you know. Yeah, um, they have him at sixty-three in their rankings. 
they I have think Jab- he's a first round pick. They have Jabril Cox at forty seven. I'm sitting here watching NFL Network and DJ has him at twenty four in his ranking. Yeah, that doesn't mean DJ's right. Or, or, but I don't see him. Get, I don't see him getting out of the top fifty. Let's put it that way. Let's not take him. <sighs> I mean, he's the obvious slam dunk. I felt yeah. bad taking him in the minors <laughs> pick. <laughs> well, if you don't take him, then who do you take? You take Raddins? You take you go offensive tackle there? You take Who's the next? You, t- you take Raddins? Do you take Eichenberg? Uh, they get Jabril Cox rated, ranked ahead of Jamin Davis. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can understand that. Uh, James Hudson available. Justin Hilliard, uh, Monty Rice, Pete Werner still available. Mm-hmm. No, no, let's take Davis. I mean, this is what's available. This is to, what's available. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to go off the board and change the rules and whatnot. I mean, it's a second round pick. Because my answer was going to be, well, who's the next best linebacker? Well, there is a linebacker, so take him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay, so we're back up again here now at eighty-seven. Raddins still available. That's to be hard to pass. Yeah. Uh, the other top guys. Jabril Cox still available. There were some weird picks up top that mm-hmm. may have, that may have pushed the linebackers there were down. Trask, yeah, you know, those ones, right? But we're not. We're out of the uh, the, the Jabril Cox sweepstakes. Elijah Molden available. Liam Eichen, be interesting. Eichenberg still available. Um, Eichenberg. Eichenberg versus Raddins. Who are you taking? I think Raddins has a chance to play all five positions. We mentioned that on a different Yeah, he's, he's the better athlete. Eichenberg's maybe the more polished guy, but there's some... Like, if I had to play one today, I'd probably rather line up with Eichenberg. But he also might be a guard. Mm-hmm. He's a little short-armed. Yeah. I think I prefer Raddins. I think so, or too. the Steelers, He's a better athlete. Yeah. And I mean, he might not have to play this year. Let's take him. Yes. All right, we just filled Two four line. key spots. Yeah. Now you start looking at corner. edge, corner. Corner is what I believe the most, but an edge I would not turn my nose up. So you got Jamar Johnson. Who always seems to fall in these mock drafts? Yeah, he does. Uh, Jamin Sherwood, uh, no. Kendrick Green still available. How about yeah, that? Bummer. Uh, Tay Gowan, jo- uh, Josh Palmer, Oso Odigizua, Milton Williams still available. Hmm. Thomas Graham out of Oregon, the cornerback. Um, They're gonna have corners ranked high, but there's not much in the way of. Corners. Kate Johnson, Jalen Darden, Kelvin Joseph still available. That feels like cheating too. Well, they got him ranked 85th, and we're at one pick yeah. 128. Again, yeah. Benjamin St. Juice. I would take Joseph. Just a big athlete. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. I mean, St. Juice is pretty good as well. Yeah, he is. Um, I think, yeah, I think you take Joseph. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, that's a pick. He's got a roommate too. We're not cheating. We're, we're not cheating. Following we're the board. Right, right. I don't think it'll go this well for Pittsburgh. But. <laughs> All right, we're back up um, at 140. The top edges. This, we're at the same spot we've, we're always at here. Kando from uh, Florida State, Malcolm Kuntz from mm-hmm. Buffalo, Chauncey Golston, Janarius Robinson, Jonathan Cooper, Jordan Smith, Charles Snowden, Patrick Jones, Ellerson Smith. Um, I like Ellerson Smith. I kind of like Kando, but I like the other Florida State guy better, Robinson. He's long. He's athletic. I think he's a good player. I don't think we've ever taken him, but we have not. Uh, been working on our triple take edge guys. I think both those Florida State guys are interesting. tight ends still available. Tommy Tremble. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, we've yeah. helped the offense a lot. We have. Oh, well, I guess we have a corner and a linebacker too. Yeah. I mean, we've we split it up we pretty well up. here thus far. Tremble would be hard to pass up. He's a pretty good player. I kind of lean towards Robinson though. Let me just see what the best available is. Okay. According to Jamar Johnson's still available. Yeah. 
He's their 41st ranked player. We're pick 140. Hmm. I, I don't know, understand why he yeah, always up ends up lasting that long. Same thing with Sherwood out of Auburn, Kendrick Green, Tay Allen. Kendrick Green would be great if we, you know, if you could get Kendrick Green this late in the real world, I would do that in yeah. a heartbeat. Milton Williams still available. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Kate Johnson, uh, Jalen Darden. I mean, do you consider some, Milton Williams? I would consider it. Mm-hmm. Just throw him in the mix, bring him along slow. We're in round four, you know, we're at the end Coach of round four up. here. Tremble versus Edge, I think, is the obvious conversation. Yeah. But a guy like Williams has a lot of potential. A lot of potential there. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay, we can do that. Milton Williams it's an is the pick. Uncharacteristic move for us. I mean, only six of those D linemen will probably make the team. It's not good news for. But Davis we're we're getting up in a. We got two two of the starters are over thirty. Oh right, right. So there is a need there. Mm-hmm. And we're cruising along here to pick two sixteen, and we're up. Uh, the top guys available: Jalen Darden still available. I like him a lot. Chris Evans, Simi Faco, Fakoko, Fahoko, I should say. Bobby Brown, Shakir Brown, Shakir Brown. Yeah, Ernest we Jones. Take a corner pretty soon. Ramonde Stevenson, Shai Smith. Jonathan Marshall, Janarius Robinson, still available. I would Got to take Robinson. him. Boom. Yeah, yeah, Picks yeah. made. That's a nice pick. He could be a potential starter. Not this year, but I mean, yeah. in terms okay, of we're, his career. And we're back up at 245. Um, Jonathan Marshall, Sidarius Hutcherson, Larry Broom, Borum, I should say, Michael Monet. Ashari I hate to do this, Crosswell. but I feel like we'd have to take a corner. Yeah, whether it's a slot and outside. Yeah, I'm just looking at the best available. It's a lot of running backs and yeah. guys of that nature. The top cornerback available, Shamar John Saint, uh, Shamar Jean Charles from Appalachian State. Yeah, I've heard some good things. I haven't watched them, but yeah, I mean when he doesn't have to play right away though, I mean, uh, I'd be fine with that. Let's see here. Let me see if one of my any of your favorite slot safeties is available. Yeah, that's could work too. Uh, Greg Eisworth. Liam, Leon O'Neill, Trey Dean from Florida, Marcus Murphy, Chris Brown. I think I'm trying to think. We got to take the App State guy over all those dudes. Trey Dean is interesting. The Florida guy? The Florida guy. He was their starting slot in 2019. Okay. Um, now he is <laughs> huge 6'3, 200 yeah. pounds. Um, you know, Big, uh, I mean, is he a potential safety too? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he, he's listed as a safety that plays the slot. That plays the slot. slot. Six three, two two hundred pounds is a big slot. It's a big slot. Would you take him over the App State guy? I really don't have a have a qualm either way, but I think there has to be a corner here. Yeah, um, and I don't even care what shape or size he is. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I need I need a backup slot one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Charles, I'm just looking here. He's 5'11", 190, so there's some slot-like size there. He has played the slot a little bit. A little. 12 snaps there in, yeah, 12 snaps in 2020, 16 snaps there in 2019. And that's a tough one. I just don't know that answer. But if you're at App State, you're probably – if you're a pro prospect, you're probably not going the slot very often. Yeah, that, well, yeah. there's – yeah, and they're saying um, John Charles is likely a slot-only player at the NFL level because hmm. he's 5'11", 190. Okay. That's fine with me. Yeah, let's take him. Okay. Boom. Done. Nice. No, we need a corner. And we're back up with our final pick, 254. Um, we filled all the needs. This could just Didn't take a tight end, but these seventh rounds are late round tight ends. Usually aren't too sexy. You're looking at Pro Wells, Dylan Soner. 
Okay. You take the big guy. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Angeline, Noah Gray are the top guys available. Gray's not bad either. Yeah. What do you feel? What about there? a scat back? Uh, we can look at the running backs. I, mean, I don't think we need it, but if there's a weapon type guy, maybe they can play the slots. How about Elijah Mitchell? That'd be nice. Now, he might redshirt all year and be your number two for the next four years. That's yeah, not bad. We'll take him. I mean, I bet he's your starting kickoff returner like right now. Yep, he plays on teams. He's the pick. He's fast. Yeah. All right, so we got a B for our trade with the with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Najee Harris gets us a C plus. Running back. Quinn Miners just gets us a C. Jeez. They didn't like the Miners pick. Jamin Davis C plus. Dylan Radden C plus. Kelvin Joseph C plus. Milton Williams C plus. Janarius uh, Robinson C plus. Uh, Shamar Jean Charles C plus. <laughs> Elijah Mitchell C plus. Okay. This is like my high school transcript. What was Boy, I would have killed for that. <laughs> those, those scores. Our overall grade somehow though is a B minus. Wow. 84 C pluses add up to a B minus. Apparently, because we, we got had that, a lot of stuff. We got that B trade that they gave that pulled our okay. grade up. We, we also was, added a lot of bodies. We did. Yeah, you know, what was that? Eight or nine picks. Yeah. So we uh, again, uh, Najee Harris. We traded back with Tampa Bay, which again I think is a sweet spot to trade. Yeah. To. Uh, we got Najee Harris at 32, which is a steal. Which is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Quinn Miners at 55, mm-hmm. which I think we both take right now. If they, if yes, you, if, if you, you gave me those two yeah. as your first two picks, I'd you're going to yes. get Matt. You're going to get Najee Harris and Quinn Miners with the Steelers' first two picks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I got to be honest, I have no inside scoop. If I was sitting there in Vegas and and they said, "Give me your bets who the Steelers' first two picks would be," they would be my picks. I, and I just think it's what the, it fits with the team and needs and all that stuff. With that additional 64th pick but that we, we get got, this guy thrown on for sugar, Jamin Davis, right. They're not you're talking. Yeah. And even if that's Pete Werner. Exactly. exactly. Or someone it's of that na- nature. End of second round linebacker. Makes us a better football team. Yes. I mean, if you're going to take Harris at 24 and you give him a 32, and the sugar on top is end of second round linebacker, great. Yeah. Because that guy's going to be a starter for you. It's a second round draft pick. He's going to be very useful. Yeah. Right. Um, Dylan Raddins at 87. That's nice little sugar, too. Yeah. Kelvin Joseph at 128. That's stealing, in my opinion, <laughs> but fair enough. It's, Even a deep, just, it's a deep cornerback draft. It, it wouldn't, is. It wouldn't surprise me if one of those top corners fell a little bit. And it's kind of like the Davis conversation. Just If you get the best corner on the market at 128, maybe that's not the same player. Good. You know, right. It's all worked out but well. But it's somebody decent. It's draft. somebody that probably has a third-round grade, but because yeah, right, the corner right. class is so deep, you get a little bit of a bargain. And, and maybe it's a better slot corner, though. Yeah. You know? But it's a corner. Yeah. Uh, at 140, we get Milton Williams. That's just bonus prize i mean everybody that we drafted on here was well below we took them well below where they were rated at mm-hmm. except for wow. except on their on their list anyways except for Najee harris okay everybody else we took ahead of or behind below where their I mean, that's average was three really good athletes we had the defense yeah. uh then we got Janarius robinson at, at 216 i like that a lot uh, Shamar St. Charles, or John Charles. I don't want to keep on to say St. Charles. Do we have two corners? At 245. And then Elijah Mitchell at 254. Just see what happens. I mean, he might be better than McFarlane. Who knows? This might be my favorite draft. I was about to say, I think this is the best draft <laughs> we've had yet. Um, people fall. You know, I'm not making excuses for the software. Um, I do think if you can move to 32, a lot of good things happen, you know, because you'll probably get 64 or right in that neighborhood. It's great. Or if you can move to 31 or, you know, beginning of the second round even, you're going to get a nice second round pick 
in yeah. return or another top 65-ish pick in return. And, and I'm not interested necessarily in next year picks. Not from if I can, great teams. If I can get one, I, I'll take it. Sure. As, as sugar on top. But ideally, if I can get two for one for that first-round pick this exactly. year. If I can knock out one more need this year. And, again, that's like a linebacker or a center or yeah. something important. And the thing about it is, you know, when we draft their nine players, mm-hmm. uh, everybody's talking about, how, well, the Steelers only have 23 players under contract for next year. All of a sudden, we 32. Just, oh, yeah, all of a sudden we just added guys of which six of, the, six of them are, you know, fourth-round picks or higher. Yeah. They're going to make a roster. Make a team next yeah. year, too. Right. Yeah. They're all going to be around. And those late picks, we'll see. But, you know, you're right. Now, I think that's exactly – Maybe the names are different, but I think the structure of that draft is exactly what I'm after. For that's where you get your edge. You get a little trade down and get an extra starter in the in the process because your biggest needs running back. You might not have to take him at 24, but you yeah. better not wait too long. Somebody you know? else may want to come up for one of those corner, one of those higher rated well, cornerbacks, yeah. or one of those offensive tackles. The edge guys that are going quick, right? Or, right. There's things that people will want that are higher commodity positions. Yeah, you know, which no, might make great. that. Might put that in play for you this year. I 100% agree. Yeah. So it's funny that Lance Airline mentioned that unprovoked. I mean, he doesn't know we trade down all the time. Yeah. And he was on thinking, boy, 24 might be a perfect spot to move down a handful of spots. Like, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's that spot, like, you're okay, let's say there's 15 guys in this draft. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a bit rich for it, but maybe there's but 15. Gone. Guys. Or maybe one's left. Or maybe one's left, or because right. five quarterbacks, the are five quarterbacks right. go up above you. Now that pushes those next that next group down, yep. 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 and then you get into those teens, and, and teams are going, well, I like this guy, but we have a need here. We got to fill, mm-hmm. and so they take that guy instead. And a lot of the playoff teams, the teams that think they're contenders, say we need one thing, and I don't mind giving up my second rounder to go get it. You know, like yeah. the Steelers with Bush that year. You know, like uh, there's. I really need to add this position, and I think I'm a contender. And there's only so many that are, you know. I'm going to get him at 24. Yeah. Right, I think that's a good spot for that. Yeah, especially, again, if the way you look at it, the edge guys aren't top 15 guys, I don't believe, in this but draft. that's the neighborhood they'll go. Right, that's where they they start going off the board. I think tackles are in that neighborhood. Tackles, other than the first two, mm-hmm. are, are, are in that board. The linebackers, other than Parsons, are really in that. Yeah. That's where you start – I think people would Those trade guys up for start a tackle or an edge more likely. Probably, yeah, because of the depth. And, and cornerbacks, I mean, if, if, you, or Newsom. if you're not seeing those top – like if, if Sertain doesn't go off the board until 10-ish, mm-hmm. well, then those other guys are all available in the teens. Right. And teams start seeing – you know, they see a couple of those guys go, and they say, well, we really got to go up and get Newsom, or we got to go up and Arizona get Arizona grabs yeah. the second one, and yeah. all of a sudden the third one's, ooh, we better go get them. Yeah. No, I think that's very possible. Yeah, so that's what you're looking at with that, uh, those those little mini runs mm-hmm. that teams get a little antsy. Yeah, I don't think t- anyone's going to trade up for a D-tackle or a receiver or a quarterback or a running back, which is good for the Steelers. Yeah. But those other positions, yeah. Yeah, could happen. And, and so, you know, you, you, you'd wait and see what uh, how that breaks down uh, in terms of, of who moves around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one thing you can never – Really, in a mock draft, like people say, well, who's the, who are the Steelers going to pick at twenty four? I don't know. I don't know. They don't know. They, right? <laughs> they There's have a, be again. They have that list of guys available mm-hmm. who they who they would like to take there. This is who we're comfortable with. But These that doesn't leaders. mean that any of those guys. You know, again, they'll have their twenty four. One of those guys is going to be available, but it might be the twenty fourth guy. Yeah, and this goes for us doing these mocks, which are really fun. But you see a new mock on on TV or on the internet every day. 
after a while they kind of don't mean anything because one move screws it all up or right. you know a we, trade we somebody somebody move. trades up but you didn't expect that Darnold trade put um, a wrench into everything the Niners trade put a wrench into everything you know I, I'm just going to use him as an example because you know he's on he's with the Steelers now but when Tyson Alualu went tenth overall. In 2010, yeah, right, right, right. Nobody had him going tenth overall. Not, not even a little bit. Who was, that who was every year? Who was another one? Uh, when uh, I think the 49ers took, or even Cleveland Farrell at four. Right. Nobody, like nobody mocked that. Nobody had. No, nobody else would have taken that guy. No, at four. Takes, it only takes one to screw it up. Right. You know, no, no question. And in you know, both like, instances, there we're talking about defensive linemen. Yeah. Good point. You know, so does somebody, somebody who's really needy at that position, say, "Well, I got to go up and get Christian Barmore." Could you know. Be. I mean, they only one team has to have a good grade on them. Right. Saying they're they're having the same conversation we are with running backs. We really need a D tackle. There's only one that I want. And we're picking a 28 or whatever. Right, we right. can't go, you know. And Jags might snag them or yeah. something. Yeah, you know, someone else might grab them. So we got to move up 10 spots or mm-hmm. we got to go up to 24 and make sure we get them. It also wouldn't shock me if before the draft, you know, there's a lot of rumors that Washington really wants Lance or Fields. They could give up the farm. Go from where do they pick? Like twenty one. They're twenty. Okay. Yeah. Go to four, and then all of a sudden you're going, crap. Atlanta's picking twenty one. They might take Najee Harris. They might take Najee Harris. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or they could go defense, but now they've got a ton of picks. That screws up. That could screw you up bad. Yeah. You know? That's why. I mean, you have to be light on your feet in these mm-hmm. situations. That's and again, it's why you you know you, people always say, well, why didn't you get the Steelers pick right this year? They're you're picking, not going to very They're picking often. in the 20s. Right, if I right. get it right, I should get I should get an award. <laughs> I, I mean, even if, if Kevin was sitting here right now, I bet he could give you five names and would be 95% right that one of those five will be the Steelers' first round right. pick. But even it's five names. You've got a 20% names. chance. Right, right, right. There's five we love. One will come off the board that we didn't know. Three of them will be there that's available. We'll consider trade downs. Or one's available. Right, you know, I mean, and then you just take them. And you just take them, right? Yeah. And so that's the way it works. It's an exact science, and you don't know. Again, there's there's so many variables there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, you know, if it's a top ten pick, anybody can nail those. Oh, right, right, right. You know, yeah, by and large, question. I mean, Penny yeah. Sewell or Jamar Chase or uh, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Well, we'll get one of those. We like them all. We know they're going to be gone, and yeah. next they're not going to last yeah. much longer. By, by this time next week, we'll probably know pretty pretty sure. Or we'll be pretty sure who the first three picks are. Yeah, yeah. I and think then kind of know, but yeah. I guess there's a little. Bit and then it'll go from there. Mm-hmm. That's where the draft really starts. Yep, yep, yep. And it, even a week from now, somebody else might own that fourth pick, or it might come out. That or you know, you taking trailer. You know, I've had this happen before. You, um, I, I would do my final mock draft, and I was still working in a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm off that Wednesday night before the draft because I'm working the whole draft weekend. Yeah, makes sense, right? And all of a sudden, somebody makes a trade Wednesday night. And I got to go back. I got to go yeah. go back in the office because my my draft hasn't gone yet because it doesn't it doesn't go out until Thursday. I got to tear up my whole draft and redo it. Yeah. based well, on that course. trade because it changes everything else behind it. Yeah, I mean even that Darnold trade, I had to throw away. We a had to do that for our over. for our right. mock draft for Steelers.com. Same with the Niner trade. Yeah, I mean this is a good way of putting it. I mean it's such a ripple effect of. You can't just say, "Well, I'm just going to switch these guys out." Like these teams would think a lot different. <laughs> yeah. Trey Lance is available. It's not just a matter of well, these 32 guys are first round guys, and they're all going to go right. Somehow they yeah. all build the same puzzle. Realistically, there's 45 guys that could go Easy. in the first round. Easy. Easy, if yeah. not more. Yeah, I mean, we go position by position. There's several. I mean, what what I like a lot too is after the first round, 
I think it's almost like an all-new draft again. Yeah, every team it really is. Yeah, one draft, and then everyone goes home for the night, and the Jags have the first pick again, and going, wow, there's three really good players. Right. There. You know, these guys all had first-round grades, and they did. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have top fifteen grades. Yeah. You know, but they easily could have gone twenty-fifth or right. twenty, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, but that's uh, when the phones will ring again. Yeah. So we're getting closer. When we come back on Wednesday, we'll be. Well, just over a week out. A week out. Yeah, can't wait for that. But uh, that I is imagine, going. I imagine the drive will go Monday, to Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week, and then Monday, Wednesday next week. Actually, are we week out or two weeks out? Today's the twelfth. The draft isn't until the 29th. so we are actually two weeks out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're messing me up with I'm that. I'm all screwed up. Yeah. That's me on that. Next week is Earth Day. It's a bigger. <laughs> <laughs> we got Tax Day on Thursday, which will be the. Two weeks out from the draft. Then you, the following week is Earth Day on Thursday. Okay. Then draft. On my little calendar here, does not say NFL draft on the 29th, but it should because that's so, just as big of a holiday. Tax day? What's that? Didn't tax day change? I should it's the 15th, this fourth, according to this. Okay. I thought it changed this year. No. Whatever. Anyways, uh, but that's going to do it for our show today. <laughs> so for uh, Matt Williamson, uh, for Jacob Ruck here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers. Nation Radio.